Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. Well, well, well. Welcome, church. How we doing? I mean, if you're not doing good, I'm doing good, man. Let me help you. If you ever find yourself frustrated, worried, concerned, struggling. I mean, sometimes you're like, I'm not just on the struggle bus. I am the owner and conductor thereof. You know what I'm saying? It's like my bus line. But I encourage you to do something I was challenged years ago. I said, man, sometimes you need to get out your Bible and, and, and look at what it says. All the Psalms, all the way up to Psalm 150. And then for yourself, you need to write a proverbial Psalm 151 for yourself. And speak of the goodness of God. If there's anything praiseworthy, if there's anything good, anything lovely of a good report, meditate on these things. So be encouraged today, church, as we get together, we get into this word. There is always something in the goodness of our God that we can go back and say, man, thank you, Lord. That should just be a regular on your mouth. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you have done. So, man, that was appetizer. We're going to get into the word this morning. Man, thanks again, Pastor, for the opportunity to get into this word this morning. As you guys know, we started our series, Seeing the Sun, last week, and Pastor Ron did a masterful job of laying some groundwork so uh, I could springboard right off of that. And um, as he talked about last week, we're, 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 we're talking about celebrating the coming of Jesus, but specifically seeing him in all seasons of life, seeing what he comes to do. The fact that it wasn't just like that song we started with this morning, not just that he was away in the manger, but he came as a conquering king. All right? If you don't believe it today, we're going to help you see it today. That that's why he came, right? He didn't come to stay the baby in a manger so you could have a cute little manger scene. I got one of the, I think I told you all last year, I got like the vintage, the little plastic kind, you know, if you've seen those. Some, some may call it tacky, but I just, if you say vintage, then you're good. You can just say it's vintage and you're cool, you know what I'm saying? Um, last year, I told you guys I had a struggle because the Lord was a little bit too low because I didn't have a box. Got a box. My girl, Sarah Pridgen, provided me directly following that service. So now the Lord is elevated as he needs to be in the manger scene, and it works. It's beautiful. It's perfect. Drive on a house if, if you want and, uh, and see that whole deal. But as we celebrate the coming of Jesus, one of the things we wanted to do was look at what he comes in our lives to accomplish. And one of the things that we realized in, in, in the process of looking at this, you know, as uh, we were having our conversations and our meetings, was this the thing of the four cups of Passover, as Pastor Ron talked about last week from Exodus chapter 6, verses 6 and 7. And, um, you know, the Lord has what some theologians will call the four I wills, the promises that he brings to the children of Israel. I'll, I'll bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I'll rescue you from their bondage, redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments, and I will take you as my people and I will be your God. These four beautiful promises, as, as they would be called, the four cups, of, the cup of sanctification, of deliverance, of redemption, and then of praise. And Pastor Ron took you last week on that cup of sanctification that the Lord takes us out, that there's that salvation work which gets us out from that place of bondage and, 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 and takes us into the process of what he wants to do in our lives. But there's this interesting thing. It would almost seem like it's restated in the second one of deliverance. Like, wait, didn't he? He took you out. Isn't that deliverance already? 
Well, sometimes you realize what needs to happen is we get out from a place, but we don't get the place out of us. That was good, so let me say it again. Sometimes we get out of a place, but we don't get the place out of us. We, we, we begin this walk, we begin this process, you know, sometimes maybe just in a general sense, people who are not talking biblically, we'll just talk about, you know, habit forming or whatever it may be. But you may get out of a place, but then you don't actually get the stuff, the issues, the challenges, the bad habits, the generational curses. They're just all up in there still. Okay? And I'll tell you today, it's not okay. Because the Lord wants more for you. The Lord wants to do this work in your life. And so I'll say this. Here's the first thing, which will kind of be our overarching picture here today. The Lord wants us to be delivered from bondage. The Lord wants us to be delivered from bondage. You know, he doesn't bring you out. You know, we were at anniversary service and we were singing that song that Pastor George and Pastor Seuss used to sing back in the day. Pastor would roll up on the mic. He did not bring us out this far to take us back again. Pastor, you want to come sing it? He's like, nah. <laughs> he brought us out to take us into the promised land. So he's not bringing you out to leave you the way you were. He's wanting to do a glorious work in your life. One in which you don't remain under that place of bondage and completes, like Pastor Ron was talking about last week, that sanctifying work of, again, doing those things in your life that need to be done. But here's a, here's a problem we find. Many people disagree sometimes with the fact that they're in bondage because they don't fully understand what that's about. They don't fully understand what it is. But let me give you a little definition here. Bondage is this. Here's a couple of the definitions. Forced labor under an oppressor, right? That's the one we stop at a lot of times. We figure, I'm not that. You know, America had a horrible history with slavery. So did much of the rest of the world. But thank God we're not under that now. Thank God we're not in that place. Praise God for that place that we're not under forced labor under an oppressor. But Here's the second definition, a state of subjection to a force, power, or influence. I would argue that that second one is what oftentimes holds captive a lot of believers. Because in here and in here, we're dealing with bondage. But sometimes we don't want to talk about all that. Sometimes we don't want to get into all that. We don't want to be honest about what's holding us. And we're going to mention some of those this morning. Sometimes it's difficult for us to, again, like I talked about a few months ago from the book of James, chapter 1, pull that mirror out, that full-length mirror, and see all your stuff. Because sometimes we want to make it just, uh, just enough of what looks good. Again, like I talked about before, we're like an athlete sometimes who says, man, I'm good at that thing, so I'm going to do that thing because I feel good about doing that thing. Instead, of, he's like, hey, man, coach is saying, hey, over here, that's actually where you need to put in some work, buddy. You got that other one over here. You need to come over here and do work on this. You know, when I'm teaching young musicians, what I'll tell them sometimes, I said, listen, you gotta, you're a human being. Get your emotions right. Play something you're good at first. In the middle of practice, play what you are terrible at. Because if not, you will stay terrible at it. If you don't go back and work it, you will stay terrible at that. And then you know what? It's okay. At the end of practice, go back to your song that you already know, and you'll leave and you'll feel good. And then you'll come back again and pick up your guitar, get back on the piano, grab your horn or whatever it is. Because you, you kind of go through the cycle, but you need to work on what needs to be worked on. And sometimes we, 
struggle because we don't really define fully what that bondage looks like. So sometimes even when we think we're just doing what we're maybe free to do or what I want to do, the truth is you're compelled to do it. Something that our generation is struggling with right now is this idol. One of the greatest idols I think that is existing is personal autonomy. You want to know what all the identity stuff is about? Personal autonomy. You want to know what all the abortion stuff is about? Personal autonomy. It's I really want to do this, and it might be at the expense of other people, but that's all good because I got to do me. My truth has to be worked out. I got to. That's not. That's not what he has for us. But the truth of the matter is even in feeling. Here's where the enemy is a master deceiver, though, because in so doing and saying, I did this because I had to, you actually are under that taskmaster. You're actually in bondage, thinking you're just free. Because I could do me. I could do what I really felt. Hmm. That's the truth. Your feelings do often lead you astray. And sometimes we kind of have this thing, let me help you. If it's been in a kiddie movie or something like that, and it was good with the musical, and it sounded nice in a greeting card, follow your heart. No, let me help you. I'm going to tell you no before the statement finishes. Don't follow your heart. Jesus says, out of the heart proceed murders, adulteries, all manner of wickedness out of your heart and mine. Don't follow your heart. Follow the Lord and submit your heart to him. That's what we need to do. Come on. Thank you. You you, you didn't miss a good place to clap and shout. (laughs) Praise his holy name. So as we look at these things and we look at this area of deliverance, I want to take us into um, our main passage today, Romans chapter 7 through verse 8. I'm sorry, through through chapter 8, verse 6. And so I want to read through this whole passage and then ask some things, some observations about deliverance for us today before we go a little further. So let's start in verse 21. Paul is here talking about this struggle and this battle against sin, this bondage that we face, this taskmaster of sin in our lives. And that even though we come to a place of salvation in Jesus Christ, we still have to now come to a place of dealing with allowing the Lord to work out whatever he needs to in our lives. You know, pastors said it this way over the years, that, that sometimes you come to a place as a believer where the Lord's no longer winking at certain things, okay? You parents get me, right? There's some stuff your kids did when they were four and five. We good. We good. But 12? 13? 15? Eight, 18 and you're getting out of my house soon? Oh, no, 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 no. We can't be still doing that. We can't be still doing that because now we've grown to a certain point. And that's oftentimes what the Lord wants to do in our life. But it takes us being honest enough to say, Lord, I still have this issue. I need to deal with this issue. Can you help me by your spirit and by your word so that I don't continue in that? Because actually, if I continue in that, if you'll go with me over to Hebrews chapter 10. It says, if we continue in willful sin, there remains no longer a sacrifice of sin or for sin, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment. In your Bible and mine, (laughs) that's what it says. So this idea that we can just kind of continue and it's all good, it's fine. 
is not actually the case. So he wants us to be delivered. He's not sitting up there saying, oh, let me see if you can make it. He's actually saying here, this is the Lord I often see in my mind's eye. He's sitting there like, I have so much more for you. I have all of these resources for you. But if you want to remain there, I'm not forcing you. If you want to remain there, it's not going to be for your best. If you want to remain there, there are certain things in my will and my purpose that you're just not going to see come about because you've chosen this bondage and this death and this destruction and this sin versus all of these good and perfect gifts that I have from you that I will freely pour out into your life. You know, before I get into one more thing, before I jump into this passage, Chris Hodges says, from, from Highlands Church says it this way. Most Christians don't ever get past this step in their walk with the Lord, the deliverance step. Hey, I'm in the kingdom, and then it's just an ongoing cycle. The same sin, the same bondage. Next, guess I'll never make it. Guess I'll just be here forever. I'm just going to do this over and over again. But hey, man, thank, thank God he just, he's going he's to forgive me. He's like, I can, but I can also grace you with help in your time of need. It says also in Hebrews chapter 4. There's mercy at the seat from the Lord, but there's also grace to help you in time of need so you don't have to come back repeating the same thing over and over and over again. Jonathan McReynolds said it this way. He's a gospel singer. Got me going in cycles, 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 over and over again. When I could break out by the Spirit and by the Word, if I've received the deliverance that he has promised for me. So let's get into this. Verse 21. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law, waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then, I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. There's this struggle here. Now we go to chapter 8. Look at this. Love this verse here. There is now, there is therefore now, now, say now with me. Okay? That that word. There's so many of us that are like, "Ah, I don't know. Maybe someday I can be delivered. I can quit dealing with this that I'm dealing with. So many years I've been doing the same thing. I can't see anything different. I can't see another way. But he says now. There is therefore now. No condemnation for those who are where? In Christ Jesus. It's not in you and how much good thought process or positive affirmation you could come up with. Although those are good. It's not about all that. It's because I say I am in Christ, and therefore, because I'm in Christ, I put on certain things, but I put off other things. Our problem is so many of us right now have everything else still sitting there, and then we're trying to put Christ on on top of that stuff. My baby girl, Abigail, came one time, 
And my, my girl had like, what, four or five pairs of clothes that one time? She had, <laughs> she had like four outfits on top of each other. She's so, I mean, you, could, you almost couldn't tell because she's so skinny, she's about that big. Um, so she had four sets of clothes on. She's like, um, I'm ready, mom. I was like, we're ready for what? Why do you have all four clothes? She says, I wanted to wear all of them. <laughs> she wore them all at once. See, the problem is the Lord has a set of clothes as in putting on Christ. But we're over here like Abigail in that regard with our clothes trying to say, well, I still got all this, but I'm just going to stick Christ on on top of it. It's uncomfortable. I mean, if you're off in, in, in the north-south pole, so I'm trying to do your thing. Oh, my God, yeah, freezing here. But otherwise, it's, it's weird, man. You're trying to wear two. I got a, one pair of jeans on. You're trying to wear two? I got one shirt on. You can wear two? I definitely shouldn't wear two, man, because I'm trying to keep this weight under control as I, as I cross through these 40 years. Um. <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing. It's uncomfortable. It's, you, you almost can't explain it sometimes, but it's because you're trying to allow things to be put on when you haven't put off. I'm encouraging some of you today, you need to put some stuff off. Because here's what verse 2, let's go on. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, hallelujah, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to get to this in a second, but some of y'all need a change of mind. Some of you need a change of mind. Let's go here. Okay, so three things out of this. Three things about our deliverance out of this passage. First one, get ready. Just the way the Lord delivered the children of Israel physically, he brings our spiritual deliverance through the work of Jesus Christ. We saw a picture through their deliverance, which was going to be for all time for everybody who would receive Christ, a deliverance spiritually. You see, we've got brothers and sisters in some other countries right now who are going through a physical bondage, nations that are oppressive. Like we have no clue based on what we'll even say sometimes here in America. I'm oppressed. No, no, no. We don't have a clue what some of our brothers and sisters are dealing with in other, other nations. But you know what is cool is the fact that they have a freedom, those who are in Christ, which is beyond what that despotic regime of any type may do, what some authoritarian may do, what some government leader may do. Because you see, what our brothers and sisters in China are battling right now, they're trying to have total control of that government. They don't want you to even think something outside, but you know what? The believer can't be held up in their mind. That true believer who's been freed in Christ, my mind's set on the things of the Spirit. You could tell me that all that you want. You might even beat my flesh, put me in prison, but you can't take away the freedom I have in Christ because I've been truly delivered. So go ahead, bro, lock me up if you want to, but I am free in Christ and free indeed. There we go. We need to understand that to a greater level. That's why the Lord gave us that picture. We see the children of Israel come out. But you more so than that need to come out spiritually and be freed so that we're not continuing to walk in these things that God does not intend for us to be bound by. Verse 2 through 4 says this, For the law of the spirit of life 
has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. When we will receive and walk according to the spirit, that is freedom for you. And what is walking by the Spirit? See, we get all fruity about that sometimes. Oh, it's because we had that really long worship service that lasted like two hours and I cried and then I fell out. You might. But the greatest example of walking by the Spirit is hearing and obeying the Lord. Can I say it again? The greatest example of walking by the Spirit is hearing and obeying the Lord. Tears might be included. They might not. Your favorite song might be included. It might not. Feeling good about the people you're around might be included, but it might not. But you can receive a word from the Lord, walk in obedience to it, and congratulations, you're walking by the Spirit. So I encourage you to keep your eyes and your ears open. Lord, what are you teaching me? I read this scripture a million times, but what are you saying to me in this? You know, pastor said something uh, last year that I thought was so just massive. He said, don't tell me you, you haven't heard the Lord with a closed Bible. Hey, come on, church. Don't tell me you haven't heard the Lord with a closed Bible. Open his word. And I'm telling you, anything you hear by the Spirit is in line with that. It's wonderfully comfortable as a place to know that we have confidence, not in ourselves, but in him. So anything you think you heard, the scripture is not going to contradict and vice versa. So let's be a people who walk by the spirit because he wants that deliverance just the same way that the physical deliverance came for the children of Israel comes for you today. Now it comes for you. Second one, our deliverance today primarily manifests in the change of our minds to receive Believe and achieve God's word for our lives. I'm going to camp here for the longest because this is huge for us. Our deliverance today primarily manifests in the change of our minds to receive, believe, and achieve God's word for our lives. As verse 5 and 6 say, those who live according to the flesh set their, set their what? Who? Who? God sets, you set your mind. Let it sink in. Now I'm going to wait around for God. God's just going to wipe it all up, clean it all up. Oh, actually, you set your mind on the things of the Spirit. So when you sit down and you have the opportunity and the choice, well, I'm going to sit here. Binge watch a good eight, nine, ten hours of, of television and then say, oh, God, I haven't heard from you. He's like, obviously. <laughs> Follow suit. What you've been doing. You know, a long time ago, it's funny, some people don't, don't I, I drive, except for listening to maybe podcasts in the Bible, I usually drive in silence pretty much just because they, it became a season where I realized that that's where I heard from the Lord a lot, and a lot of scripture was affirmed to me and, 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 and all that, and, and, and again, more and more of what the Lord was saying was solidified in these quiet moments. I was in my vehicle driving. Some of you need to learn where those places are for you. 
You need the moment of silence. You need that place of quiet in which you're meditating on his word, in which you've read his word out loud, in which you pause and say, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me? Because you're crowding him out with so much other stuff. And then you say, oh, God, I didn't hear. Oh, Lord, I need deliverance. I need a change in this. Have you been like as crazy as you were going off into sin? Have you been that crazy and radical going off into the word and prayer and fasting? Have you been as intense as when you used to go just after whatever that was you wanted in the flesh and go and say, God, I'm going after everything you have for me? I mean, again, it's not shouting me down this morning, but it is think about where you are. Because again, set their minds on the things of the Spirit. And you trust the grace of God to help you, but you do it. Will you take a step forward? You know, we're going to have our prayer team up here because some of y'all really need to come pray with somebody else for some deliverance in areas of your life. It will be, did you step out? Did you put action to the faith that is in your life? Or that we even say we believe? Or did we not? You know, one of my favorite passages, it's, it's, it's sometimes it seems overquoted because so many people know it. But Romans 12 says this, that we're transformed by the renewing of our so that we can prove the good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. I heard one pastor say one time, we're transformed by the renewing of our mind, not the removing of our mind. The problem is a lot of believers live, even if they want to think stuff through, they live as if God's going to do a removing of their mind and he's going to do all the work for you. You don't want to set your mind because that takes work. That means I got to die to my flesh. I don't want to set my focus in my marriage and deal with the realities of me. The fact that it's not I had a bad marriage, it's because I got a bad walk with the Lord. Oh, did I? I did say it. Let me just stay with it because I said it. It ain't because you got a bad marriage. It's because you got a bad walk with the Lord because the truth is me and Pastor Hector were driving together this morning and we were talking about marriage and the fact that sometimes we want so much information before getting into marriage that it actually diminishes the work that the Lord wants to do. I'm not going to steal it because I told him he needs to preach a sermon on it. Um, It diminishes the work of refining that the Lord wants to do as we walk together. That before we even get into it, we do it like Pastor George and Suzanne did, get that dictionary and cut out divorce. It ain't even there. So then now when I get, it gets hot and I got all the smoke for you and you got all the smoke for me, meaning you're in a fight, that you say, okay, clearly, Lord, I'm not dead yet in these areas of my life because when you said that to me, I wanted to punch you in the eye. Hence, I will go before the Lord. (laughs) Get in this word, get in prayer, and realize where it is that I have issues. I mean, seriously. Two people dying to themselves to say, man, I am going to serve you before I serve me. I am telling you, it is a win-win. But guess what's difficult? Set your mind. (laughs) You. You. Set your mind. That's what's difficult. Because, see, I don't want to. See, when, when, when Gina, it's very rare. When my, <laughs> she's laughing. <laughs> when Gina makes me mad on that very rare occasion, what I want to do? Well, she knew. She knew that what I was right. 
We're like that little girl. Did you all ever see that video of the newscaster? Bunny trail. The newscaster who had this little daughter run in the back door when he was doing the newscast. Hilarious. I love the fact the little girl walked in, didn't even care that her daddy is like on international news. She goes to the back door like this. She's like that. <laughs> it's so good. But you know, that's how we bounce into some of these things. Instead of saying, hold on, Lord. Have I not set my mind on things, which is why I'm still dealing with this bondage and not delivered of this yet? We walk in there sometimes and be like, well, I want. And the truth is sometimes the very thing that you're saying, I want, that's the very bondage that's holding you up. I got to do me and I got to have, I, I, I was right. Did it matter? You're so right now, but you are ungodly in your attitude. I'm talking about me. It's not you. Just look forward, smile, nod, slow. Nobody will think it's you. It's like, hmm, just do that little it there. But that's, that's the action that we have to take sometimes, and there is grace from the Lord to do it. But sometimes we don't want to do it. But I'm telling you today, it's provided for you. Third one, many people get saved. This is tragedy right here. Get saved and don't realize that they have already been given the ability to receive God's freedom in every area of life. You leave all your stuff on the table. Franco told a, 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 mess, a um, story the last time he preached about the guy who was on that, that um, was it a train? He was on a train uh, taking the travel, and he didn't realize the buffet was for everybody. So this guy was on this, buffet, uh, on this, um, on this train trip, and, you know, the whole way there, this man was eating, like, you know, crackers and, you know, cheese and just getting by. And it's like, oh, man, all those people with the nice food that they get to eat at the big buffet – and at the end, it wasn't until the end of the trip he realized, he's like, sir, that, that was included in the price of your ticket. Now, that's a tragedy, but I'm going to tell you the worst tragedy is a lot of believers sitting in church today, in this room even, are sitting there with bondage and needed deliverance in certain areas the Lord has already provided. If you would but step up and walk in obedience, believe, believe and receive by faith, but you say, well, I guess I just got to keep. Rolling. Man, I'm going to keep eating this soup cracker. He has prime rib over there. Or salad if you're a vegetarian, whatever. I just, I'll just stay over here. Keep doing the same old thing. And I would encourage you today, do not settle. Do not not settle. One of the greatest things when you go through a battle, and no, I'm not texting in the middle of the message. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was Gene, I might answer it. But I'm opening a document I have in my phone that I use every so often. I have two of them. One's my meditation, one's my declaration. It's a list of scriptures that I personalize for me, that I'll stand and declare these things. Because you see, I could just accept whatever the enemy is doing or trying to accomplish in my life or what I struggle with, or I can stand and declare, this is what God says about me as a child of God. Come on, yes. Listen, and, and don't, and don't, and listen. And let's, let's grow, Christians. Don't, don't, there's, you don't find the one that says that you're going to get a Range Rover and a bigger house, okay? 
you might, you know, you might. But trust me, you want to live a life that says, even if I get one, it's nothing. I'll be faithful and a steward over it, but it's nothing. I want to be something, somebody who, when I get a 10,000 square foot house and a big customized Range Rover, that it's a drop in the bucket compared to all the money I gave away for the kingdom. That is nothing compared to all the children I helped, all the people that I met with to disciple and to speak the word to, all the times I stood up and someone in church and prayed and laid hands on and said, no, deliverance is for you now, today. We're not staying in that stuff. You're a child of God where you're called for more than what you're walking in right now. So the bondage the enemy wants to keep you in, no, do not accept it. Get your word out and begin to declare, this is what God's word says about me now, because I'm not just me, the natural guy. I am a child of God who Jesus, when he came in this season that we celebrate him, for our lives to be forever changed is what he was wanting to do. He didn't come and say, oh, you know, let me try it out. Just be a baby in the manger, you know, have people change my diaper. I'm the son of God, but I just want to see what it was like. No. He came so that these things could take place in our lives. So I am imploring you to not leave your spiritual money on the table today. And it's in the area of deliverance. It's for you today. Verse 1 and 2. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Now, let me help you. That verse 2 there. Some people have misunderstood that verse because they felt like, oh, look, Jesus made a freebie so I don't have to do the law anymore. Law in that verse is not laws in Mosaic law. Laws, laws in principle. There is a principle of sin and death which we are free from because we are in Christ. I'm going to say it again. We are free from the principle of sin and death because we are in Christ. And I would submit to you that some of the bondage some people face is because people think, because oh, I saw that verse. That means I don't have to do anything. I'm free to do whatever. But then you realize all the while you're bound up in all these things because you didn't think you had to do anything. You didn't think you had to do anything, so therefore you thought, oh, I'm totally free to do this. But in actuality, the enemy is such a master deceiver that that's the very thing he's using to keep you in bondage thinking, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to set my mind. I don't have to be about God's word. I don't have to walk in obedience what he's called me to do. I don't need to come out from where I am. Yeah, he brought me out for salvation, but he doesn't really want to deliver me. I'm telling you today, yes, he does want to deliver you from that so that your mind is different. And guess what happens? Like we talked about in Romans 12, you are transformed because your mind is changed. And a mind that does what? Submits to God's ways walks in God's truth. So again, deliverance is for you as a child of God. I want you to turn to somebody today, point to them, say, deliverance is for you as a child of God. Tell two or three people, deliverance is for you as a child of God. And then put your hand on your chest right here and say, deliverance is for me as a child of God. Mm. Stand with me, church. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna worship in a minute and get the, the prayer team going. And, but I'll, a couple of things I want to do as we consider these, these points that the Lord wants deliverance in our lives. 
First, I want to offer the opportunity. Pastor Ron talked last week about that first, that first cup of sanctification, of being taken out from that life, being taken out from under the enemy's authority. And then now this week we're talking about being delivered so that I no longer walk in those mindsets, those patterns, those sins. And I'm free to walk in who I'm called to be as a, as a child of God. But some of you haven't even started yet because you're not yet received the work of salvation in your life. So this morning, I want to give you an opportunity. Let's all bow our heads. And if that's you today, you have never confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, never received his saving work in your life, we want to give you the opportunity today. The word says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, again, believe in Jesus Christ, that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's it. His work, not yours. You get to receive that. And so if that's you today, never prayed that prayer. As the scripture says, God so loved the world, he gave his only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. That's you. Just throw a hand up and we want to pray with you today so that you can receive the saving work of Jesus. So wait another second. If you're online, same thing. If you're listening after the fact, and that's you, and you want to pray this prayer to receive God's salvation in your life. All right, here's what we're going to do. I, I'm believing everybody in this room is now positioned for the next thing I'm going to speak about. But I'm going to still say through this prayer because I want people to have the opportunity who listen to this after the fact or hear us online. So let's, let's, let's speak this together. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the work of the cross. We understand and we know that our sin has separated us from you. But we believe that you came and died for us, rose from the grave so that we could be saved from our sin. So Lord Jesus, I thank you for your saving work in my life. I declare you are Lord. I declare you are Savior. I receive you in your name. Amen. 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 Now the second thing, okay? I'm going to ask the prayer team, go ahead and come on down. I believe there are people in this room, maybe few, maybe many, who have things in your life that what we've been talking about today is ringing through in you today. That you have things in your life that you need to be delivered of things that you have just said, I, I'll accept it, it's fine. It's kind of heredity. It's what mom did, it's what dad did. It's, I've been doing this so long, it's fine. God, rem God, God remembers that I'm his child and he just, he winks at that, it's fine. I'm telling you today that now is the day. Now is the time to realize no condemnation because we're in Christ. That we would be free from the law of sin and death that we would be free from those things that would try to keep us bound. Mindsets. Some of you guys are bound up by what other people think about you. Some of you are bound up in wanting to get more possessions because you think it'll fulfill you further. Some of you are bound up in sexual sin, pornography, and all the like. Some of you might be struggling with other forms of addiction, whatever that might be. I believe the Lord wants you free so that you can walk with your mindset on the things of the Spirit so that you can be fulfilled in the things he has called you to do and be who he's called you to be so that glory and honors to his name and every bit of good he wants to pour in your life comes in. 
And so I'm encouraging those of you today who are questioning whether or not you're going to come, do decide now that you're going to go ahead and come. Join hands with somebody of faith down here in front and pray and set this thing in motion because it is a work of the Spirit. There's no magic dust in their fingers or whatever it may be, but they stand as people of God to agree with you for what He has said that it's true. So I encourage you, don't waste a moment. Jump up, whoever it might be, and come on down. As soon as we start, we're going to worship for a little while, but I'm encouraging you. Freedom and deliverance for you today in whatever area. Some of you are all dealing with daddy and mommy wounds. You need to come get healed today. You're dealing with stuff in your heart. I'm holding on to stuff. and Oh, but it's fine. I'm tough. I'll get by. You need to be healed because you've got to be delivered of that stuff so that you set your mind on the things of the Spirit because that's life and peace. That's what He's called you to walk in. And I've called you to walk bound up in that stuff, to get free today in Jesus' name. All right, so worship team's coming. They're going to lead you for a little bit. But I'm encouraging you, come on, get free of those things you need to, and let's pray. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.